and real life. Welcome to another episode of Tectonic Shift with me Rajneel Kamath and me Roshni Nair. In this podcast, we discuss how technology today is going to impact our tomorrow. So, no, Roshni, I had gone to the driving range. Mm-hmm. I was fully dressed for the part. I'm extremely overconfident that every ball I hit will go in the air. I've heard enough and more about how the golf course is a place where you go to network. So, a lot of those things, you know, you have to keep in mind when you're going. So, anyway, I go, I, I select 50 balls to try out to the driving range. I choose my club. The first time I hit the, I mean, I tried hitting the ball. I didn't hit it only. Like I missed it. And I was like, oh man, this can't be that hard. Like when I used to play golf in the metaverse, I was fantastic at it. <laughs> Every ball I used to hit used to go like some 70, 80, you know, whatever measure they have. <laughs> and my wife goes and says, this is the problem when you live in the metaverse. Mm. Everything you do there works, but in the real world, it's very, very different. <laughs> so, before before we started this episode, I was laughing uncontrollably because the subject itself, I'm so sorry to be so black and white, but it's so hilarious to me, like metaverse, come on. But then the metaverse I was referring to was actually, I have an Oculus, I have the Quest. Mm-hmm. So, I was playing, uh, there was a golf game on the Quest that I was playing. Of course, I know you have a Quest because I adapted it from you for like two nights once upon a time in 2021 or so. Oh, yes, yes. You did a story on it also, right? Yeah, for, yeah. For the intersection, yeah. yeah. I think in 2015, I got the Google Cardboard. Mm-hmm. My first exposure to, uh, you know, trying to understand what virtual reality is. Mm. At that time, Google was quite gungo on this topic. I think Google's always ahead of the curve. Yeah. They also started with the Google Glass in 2012 or 2013, mm-hmm. um, which is augmented reality, way ahead of its time. And then I had the Google Daydream. And I enjoyed the Google Daydream because it, it worked well with the... A Pixel 1 phone that was there and they had an app for it but more specifically it was like my use case was I would watch something on Netflix like strap it onto my head and Netflix would be like 56 in- I mean it would be like a huge theater screen it would look like that yeah uh, that was there then I have and I currently now have the quest so I got that as a I got it in a sale at Costco when I was in the US hmm. and I do use it once a month I thoroughly enjoy Beat Saber mm-hmm. it suddenly transports me into this world where I think I'm like in a Star Wars-like environment. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm now realizing that perhaps I'm one of the few people who enjoys being transported into a virtual world that isn't real. And nobody seems to like it. I think all of us like like escaping, but all of us like escaping maybe in scenarios where, you know, there are not like disembodied entities floating <laughs> around. And like virtually useless kind of use cases for you to be in that world. And um, which is why, Rajneel, we are talking about the metaverse today also, because like I said, it just makes me laugh. Like, so alongside crypto, it's one of it's one of those things that interests me so much because, you know, a boom gone bust, but also what could have been. So, Rajneel, okay, other than golf and Beat Saber, like, I'm very curious to know your thoughts because I think you're one of the few people who is not as critical of Apple's Vision Pro, like, you know, the $35,000, $3,500 headset, which is supposed I to mean, be up and I'm coming. also not critical because I've not tried it. So, I actually... I, uh, I like what I see, mm-hmm. but I've not experienced it to decide whether I will like it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're also like, I think exactly two years ago, mm-hmm. we, around this time, October, end October actually, is when Facebook has this complete 
revamp process. Of course. And it becomes meta. The infamous revamp process. Yeah, yeah it becomes yeah. meta. And suddenly we're in this world of metaverse in 2021. Mm-hmm. And 2021 is quite kind of the boom year, right? It's COVID time, it's zero interest rate policies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of euphoria around metaverse. Uh, that was around the same time then when I went and got my uh, quest because I, obviously I was like, oh, this seems like cool. Let me go and try it out, right? Yeah. Uh, and after that, I've enjoyed it. I've not used the uh, quest as much. I've often spoken to other people saying, hey, let's do a meeting in the metaverse. That's <laughs> never worked out for some reason. Why do you only get such namunas in your life? No, but there were other people who were also using it. I mean, I think uh, what happened is because it's connected to my Facebook account, hmm. I could also see other users from my friends list who had uh, the quest over on Horizon World. So, meta aside, I know that meta is kind of like the linchpin for this whole metaverse thing that mushrooms, right, uh, at that time. But I think it's really important, like, we we kind of touch upon how big a hype this was because it wasn't just meta. I mean, in 2021 and onwards, you also have, like, real estate. Oh, my God, this <laughs> is the craziest yeah. thing. Virtual real estate. Like people actually buying virtual plots of land and companies getting behind it. You have brands like, you know, Nike, Gucci, even like your no, FMCG brands getting into the metaverse. In 2021, uh, long before it became the front runner in AI, Microsoft, uh, specifically Satya Nadella, at, at like the 2021 Ignite conference, he announces that I can't overstate how much of a breakthrough the metaverse is for Microsoft because I think at that point it was still, it hadn't completely given up, but it was still actively working on the HoloLens. Yeah. I'm just like quoting from like a whole bunch of things people proclaimed back at the time when everybody was on a, uh, not a meth high, but a metaverse high. <laughs> it's like... 25% of people will spend at least one hour daily in the metaverse by 2026. This is Gartner. You should ask them if people in 2026 in their office are using the metaverse. <laughs> then uh, City puts out a report that says the metaverse will be a $13 trillion opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> McKinsey says the metaverse can generate up to $5 trillion in value. I mean, this is like... <laughs> well, even brands in India, I remember, um, I think it was... Cadbury is or ITC who had sponsored the first Metaverse wedding and then the holy, first holy on Metaverse. Yeah. So much so that the first, uh, the, you, Ayodhya was recreated during hmm. the Shara on the Metaverse. Yeah, and uh, then you have like reports of like people doing uh, havans and pujas and all also in the Metaverse. You have Metaverse. I mean, this was bonkers, okay. Yeah, it was not. So it was. So you had Microsoft then. Mm. You had uh, Facebook renamed as Meta. Yeah. You obviously had Snapchat, which was in the metaverse for a long time. Yeah. They had the Snap glasses. Um, they've got a lot of those filters, in the sense that, and again, this also raises the fundamental question of what is it that you're referring to as the metaverse, mm. right? Because there's augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality yeah. and metaverse which is this virtual world which closely mimics the real world mm-hmm. where your friends and family are there and you can get to do a lot of the interactions that you do in the real world but in a, in a digital space. Yeah. So there is obviously this very big hype. I remember at that time marketers in India were like falling head over heel trying to get their brands to be the first brand to do something and then get coverage across all of this, right? Yeah, and it makes sense, Rajneel, that everybody's propping, you know, the other up because this is also, like you rightly mentioned, COVID, right? I mean, we're not completely out of it. 
so especially we see a lot of events right concerts move online who can forget decentraland one of my favorite <laughs> examples but yeah you have like travis scott and all performing there blah 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 you know even in scenarios where people can't go to real world concert like beyonce infamously has like global concerts that are only in the us but if i want to watch a beyonce concert i can do it sitting you know in india and like use a headset or whatever so these are the examples that people yeah. are giving and in the first wave which you actually go back to 2017 18 uh you did see a lot of companies who were trying to bring sports into the vr age yeah so you could w- watch a game in a stadium from different angles mm-hmm. as if you're sitting right there but on vr <laughs> so <laughs> so that obviously you, helps since you have the quest 1 just to kind of use that as a you know conversation mover so meta's uh, going to come up uh, come out with the quest 3 anytime soon yeah. apple has the vision pro and these two things are being talked about the most but now the great crash right like fast forward to 2023 uh people are cracking jokes about the metaverse more than ever so like meta while it is going to launch quest 3 anytime soon i mean just as recently as early october reuters puts out this report saying that hey it's going to lay off people in real in the reality labs division which is well the metaverse division and it's not just laying people off in reality labs but it's laying off the team that was working on a custom chip for you know the quest 3 and other products at meta's planning so that team the custom chip team is called the facebook agile silicon team of fast and reuters is like hey they are planning to lay off uh, employees you know the reality labs division has lost 21 billion dollars since last year and uh, this is and then you see all these reports coming out prior as well guardian puts out this report that you know meta's so meta has in its metaverse it's got a flagship product called horizon worlds which i unfortunately stepped into a long ago <laughs> and guardian reports that hey you know what in horizon worlds meta had introduced this feature to reward users uh, i think it was some some push at a creator economy thing okay and that that product that was designed to reward users produced no more than 470 dollars in revenue globally a grand total of 470 dollars <laughs> okay i mentioned decentraland my favorite example because again we were talking about it earlier decentraland then you have these reports saying that hey decentraland has like 38 daily active users the caveat being that Uh, so decentraland is like no this is rubbish we have like 8000 on average the 38 <laughs> that you mentioned are 38 who are using like you know blockchain wallets on decentraland so it doesn't really count and then <laughs> wall street journal comes so out they're happy is, with 8000 yeah like, i mean they, it's it's nascent technology so they're trying to bandy about like 8000 as a thing that hey as it is not many humans have you know headsets but then the very fact that 8000 people are coming up means that we have something to offer also like the fact that the price of virtual land is crashed 95% <laughs> on decentralized <laughs> and so. then So and then according to other reports right like 9% of user created worlds are visited by only 9% of user created worlds are visited by more than 50 players and even meta employees at one point are like eschewing the quest because they are like listen this is so buggy <laughs> so my favorite one of my favorite one liners about this crash as you know global media outlets are like reporting on it so the publication called the nation has this one quote that goes to say that the metaverse is dead is an understatement it was never alive to begin with <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
But I think a lot of publications who are saying that the metaverse is dead, mm-hmm. even a company like Meta has abandoned it, and Mark Zuckerberg is not talking about it anymore. Yeah, right. I I think that may not necessarily be true, because a the investments that not only they are making into creating more products is, continues to remain, and now another company, Apple, is starting to make investments in the same area, right. So to say that it's completely dead, all I think is they have shifted the conversation to please what investors would like to hear. Yeah, no doubt, Rajni. So like, yeah, but like, there's no denying the fact that they are embarrassed from the optimistic proclamations. Like, you know, remember, like in twenty twenty one, if Satyanand Nadella is bullish, and then today he's like everything AI. So is Meta, right? And Apple has not said anything about AI, but also I would argue that. As far as the Vision Pro goes, it's not making gung-ho statements like the others were. But see, the tech industry suffers from buzzworditis. Yeah, of course. Okay, when uh, everybody at one point loved crypto and Web three, <laughs> then it moved to metaverse, and now everyone's talking about AI. I mean, like Satya Nadella from wanting to make Google dance is now going into court at the Google trial and saying things that where he's dancing more than Google is dancing. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so i mean i think there's a lot of bravado in the way a lot of the tech executives sometimes speak but having said that um I, the investments are not going down clearly people are looking to create these experiences like no i would argue that investments are going down like vc at least in metaverse startups and all vc funding has definitely crashed i mean the yeah, very fact that meta is also laying yes. people off vc funding going down is this, but if you look at some of the main companies i know microsoft for example has kind of folded its hololens division but microsoft has never never done well in hardware except the xbox i would actually argue that when it comes to hololens it had more a better kind of functionality to offer for enterprise use far more than meta even today has i'm not quite sure i'd gone to the design id fair earlier this year microsoft mm. had a stall and they put the hololens on my head and said can you see this can you see that can you see this i nodded my head and said yes but i saw nothing like i don't even think it was functional see but you know uh, rajneel hololens was never pitched as a consume end use a product as much as it was like i said enterprise you know like for factory floors i remember they had this uh, grand deal with the us army again 2021 or so where it signs a contract with the us military i think it's a 22 billion dollar contract or so uh, and the deal is like by 2031 um it will provide like 120000 hololens headsets of course it's not a success story because as time goes the congress realizes that uh, i think the us congress starts denying army requests to like buy more units because what's happening is that military personnel are complaining of you know headaches eye strain nausea and sure enough like when the tech downturn happens and the great stock route takes place i think you know 2022 and ongoing microsoft like a bunch of people microsoft lays off most of them are from the hololens division uh mark german who consistently reports on apple has often spoken about how apple has reduced the production targets for it i think now they're expecting between 250000 to 400000 vision pros to be sold mm-hmm. apple is currently doing demos to developers that can be done and what apple's trying to do is build a robust app ecosystem so what they've ensured is auto publication between apps for the ipad which can now also run on the vision pro besides trying to coax developers into saying why don't you create solution specifically for the vision pro hmm. like one notable company that stands out is disney 
Disney lets go of their entire Metaverse team and then comes on stage with Tim Cook, Bob Iger, the, the, the CEO who went out and is back in. And then he talks about how uh, Disney Plus is going to be adapted for spatial computing now. The word Metaverse is completely out. <laughs> he calls it spatial computing. Like in, in Apple's entire presentation, the word Metaverse wasn't used at all. They've yeah. called it, I mean, I think Google calls it ambient computing, but ambient computing is devices and AI. And Apple calls it spatial computing. Even one of the forerunners of the metaverse, I think one of the few to still survive and thrive, Roblox gaming yeah. platform, is not, is like kind of decoupling from the term metaverse and it's using, uh, you know, terms like immersive experiences, etc. But then again, when you're thinking of a product, you've got to think of three things, right? What are the use cases? Mm -hmm. Who is your target audience? And what is the willingness of the audience to adapt that what you're building, right? Even now, when you look at what happened with Quest 3, what Zuckerberg did was he started to shift the narrative. A, there was an embrace of mixed reality, the Passover mode, where you can look at what's around you versus moving into a completely virtual mode, which even the Vision Pro had, right? And now he's focusing on gaming and productivity, whereas Apple... He's completely focused on productivity and an entertainment experience. He's counting it as your second screen. I remember when they did the launch, he uh, the way Apple presented is, if you if you take a high-end television and home theater system and speakers and whatever else, it'll cost you the same as the, uh, you know, Vision Pro, the $3,500 Vision Pro. So I it feels like, they are solving a problem that doesn't exist or trying to find a use case. This is a little yeah. bit like the Apple Watch. It's a hammer in search of a nail. Yeah. And uh, about the Vision Pro, right? Like, it's a $3,500 device. Number one, I think that pr price point suggests that I don't think Apple is looking for huge customers, is expecting huge customer uptake. I have a feeling that it is looking for, let's say, architects, you know, people who work in animation, etc., to like buy this because they need to design in 3D, right? Which is why the price point I think Apple has finalized, at least from what we know. I don't think even it expects huge con consumer uptake and which is what brings me to like enterprise use cases. So for years now, there have been actual on-ground, um, you know, examples of VR, AR and mixed reality even um finding some legitimacy so like you know on factory floors assembly lines uh flight sim uh, flight simulators right uh we are the xbox yeah right vr classrooms where let's uh very simplistic examples but like a lot of science students will know this if you need to do dissections and vivisections which is a very ethical hot uh, hot topic for many years now. I mean, imagine scenarios where you can do that in VR. Um, uh, Matthew Ball, who's like the greatest flag bearer of the metaverse, actually wrote a pretty realistic, uh, you know, article back in Jan when everybody was like, ha ha, metaverse, popart. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, you know what? Like in, in one of the most ex esteemed like hospitals in the US, which is Johns Hopkins, has been using like mixed reality devices for live patient surgery for quite a while. And it's been using it, you know, to remove cancerous spinal tumors. So there are use cases, but again, so Matthew Ball does concede 
that when it comes to consumer facing technology right uh, as far as the metaverse goes there's nothing much to offer other than well as virtual social events yeah ultimately boils down to what our understanding is in terms of the metaverse and how does it intersect with virtual reality mixed reality augmented reality and do we really need a headset to enable those experiences for us or do the current devices that we use like one of the things i love doing is i now have this thing where i like i mean it's a very weird habit but i like browsing for furniture hmm i like looking at good even i like it and it's good to just point at a place in your house yeah and just see using ar how that piece of furniture that argument look. was made for apparel also like you'll no longer need trial rooms because if you're buying stuff online i do see that happening because i would like to like quote unquote virtually try out clothes because a lot of the size charts on different websites and for different products are actually like not accurate <laughs> yeah i i find the ar use case to be very good right when i look at heads up displays on cars i mm. think that's a good use case and but we are like far from I mean we've established like where this could come in handy. I am also not denying for all my like laughing at this matter and all. I'm not denying I can see this happening, but the hardware is not keeping up with it at all. And yeah. there's a reason why. I think the other issue is and somewhere when even like with the vision pro a lot of commentary is this is going to be Apple's next big thing. It's going to be the successor to the iPhone, right? I don't think that any of these is likely to replace your cell phone the cell phone is the center of your technological universe it's the starting point and the center to a large extent if anything like the watch like the earphones you have vr will be an addition on top of it that connects with your cell phone to enable an experience my argument about vr is that even if it supplements existing devices just to use vr itself it needs to be better than existing alternatives my point is that there is no argument at all for vr today to replace anything that exists uh cinema halls theaters yes you can argue that oh imagine if you could watch a movie sitting at home oh imagine if you didn't need a tv oh imagine if you didn't need like gaming consoles and you could just do it virtually well apple thinks you'll need it in a flight more than anything else also well <laughs> and here's where hardware comes in for it to perform all those functions you have a great great dilemma and it is that the work performed by a vr or an ar or a mixed reality headset is going to be so much harder than existing devices so let's talk about gaming because i think when the metaverse hype started everybody was like oh gaming is really going to pick up here because that's also because you had the playstation vr and you know it's not just that there is those use cases uh, as well i mean it's not just that for anything to exist virtually it's a hardware problem because the see number one the constraints are so huge you're talking about a headset you're trying to bung everything in that headset you have to worry about battery life you have to worry about you know internet uh, you know mobile and wifi chips you have to worry about sensors quality audio okay it's the screens that can relay like quality projections so it's like if you you're making an all in one device compared to say gaming there you have a screen you have a console but if you want great audio you have headphones if you want like you know you can also pair a joystick with whatever wherever you're playing and 
my point is that the experience is divided across devices that don't sh- that don't carry the burden of of having to be a be all and end all the headset has that pro yeah. i mean i agree i think the hardware has been the major stumbling block to realize this vision and i think apple and facebook meta at least now the two major players in this case if i'm not wrong even jio had some glasses you know <laughs> jio reliance jio i i'm not kidding they did have glasses uh, now of course okay. there's also a ray-ban glasses which is a ray-ban glasses meta and i think it's a second yeah both tried to come up with something yeah so back in we, the day we've well. had different players or trying yeah. this i think they are well aware of the physical hardware limitations that are there and they are trying to work it out and it will require significant investment but what they're trying to do is build developer developer confidence to say that as we invest in hardware please continue building your software and experiences so we're able to enable that ecosystem i look at it is it's definitely a product i will use is it going to replace my mobile phone absolutely not the other thing that i think is going to aid further development of the ecosystem is that ai is now making it a lot easier to create some of these environments creating a 3d environment is not easy and now whether you have nvidia nvidia or adobe trying to create text to 3d objects to 3d environments that's going to further boost the ecosystem a lot it's yet to be seen but i think these are a couple of factors where i still think there'll be hope i still think in the foreseeable the future we'll strictly see largely enterprise adoption only because uh, you know we spoke about the hardware challenges there are a lot more pronounced in consumer because remember in for a consumer facing product you also have to make stuff aesthetically pleasing you have to make it lighter in form factor you know one of the biggest challenges is making a headset that weighs less than 150 grams apparently but also has great battery life yeah when it comes to enterprise use right if you're going to use it in industry for example you don't have to worry about you know form factors so there are cases where you have vr ar mixed reality headsets with like external battery units like right? and they don't have <laughs> intent vision pro yeah and you don't need stuff like you know wireless chips or general purpose components that you need in consumer devices so i see a lot more a L- lot less stress there you know uh, when it comes to innovation but yeah this i don't know but also if we crack it rajneel i also foresee and this is me like really crystal ball gazing i think governments are going to start getting really worried number one privacy is a no brainer because of all the sensors and body yeah. tracking and that is involved but number two the health implications i don't see how much ever i mean even if you have a device that manages to not cause strain and this is something i told you i don't think it's going to be great for the eyes and um yeah. there's a danger in like vegetative tendencies and i think there's going to be a lot more concern there yeah. a lot of people who know me automatically assume that i'm going to be buying the vision pro <laughs> but 4000 dollars is a lot of money which i don't have yeah when i used your quest for the first time there was a novelty to it i had yeah. a lot of fun i loved beat saber even like the first time i stepped into horizon worlds like however comical it was it was a new experience yeah. i i mean i i i spent several hours but beyond that after a point also because it's nascent right so i mean you are not going to do the same things every day or play the same games every day and again like i told you my eyes started hurting and you know burning so if there is a perfect product right will i wear it sure but also i want to like go outside and step into the real world and this is not something i would want to like live in for perpetuity so so for those of you who are listening 
what do you prefer? Would you want a headset and live in a virtual world? Or do you prefer the reality? Let us know in the comments below. And with this, we come to the end of another episode of Tectonic Shift. Before we end, we'd like to thank Shorburi, who's our producer and also helped us on the research, Manas and Nirvan on the sound editing, Purvika on the artwork, and Harshwardhan Singh on the original music. If you like listening to Tectonic Shift, please don't forget to rate and review us. It would really go a long way. Uh, if you want to know more from the worlds of business and technology, subscribe to our daily newsletter, The Signal, at www.thesignal.co. You can also follow us on threads, Twitter, and Instagram at thesignal.co. Thanks for listening in. See you next week. Bye, Roshni. Bye.